Day 195, 208 days uh, since Joe Biden promised uh, America and Americans that he wouldn't stab them in the back and leave them all behind, which he did. And uh, the media mob, they've turned the page. Joe Biden's turned the page. And here we are doing a countdown and nobody's paying any attention to it at all whatsoever. It's, it's just is sickening. You know, I want to stand back and take a look at this week because I want you to remember this week. Because this is going to come back to haunt us, what we didn't do and what we did do. It's all going to come back to haunt us. And mark my words on this. I have said, and I contend, not only Joe is a cognitive mess, that's a given, that every problem we are now facing as a country, whether it's the economy, a 40-year high of inflation, his economic policies, the problems at the border, his, his total disengagement from anything really effective as it relates to COVID, it is, it is unforgivable to me that heading into the third year over, over Christmas, we ran out of tests for COVID. How is that possible? How do we run out of monoclonal antibodies, the one therapeutic that everybody says works? How come they never warp, you know, use warp speed to produce the antivirals that every doctor I know brags about? Every problem we have internationally... All of these problems, we Joe Biden caused them. It was all preventable, and every one of the problems can be fixed. If you want to fix the border problem, go back to the stay of Mexico policy of Donald Trump, build the wall, finish the wall, and end this idiocy of process and release, and stop lying to the American people about early morning flights at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and stop lying and saying, well, we don't need to test illegal immigrants because they're not going to be here very long. And, oh, these cages in the middle of a pandemic that Joe built really aren't that bad after all. That's all a lie. We've been lied to. But they, it was all preventable if they would have kept the policies in place. Now that they screwed it up, they can fix it, but they're not going to. They can fix, you know, we, he was handed, Joe Biden was handed energy independence. America was a net exporter of energy. And we could achieve that again. But it was Joe Biden that made the decision that it was way more important that Joe Biden listen to the radicals within his own party and take a wrecking ball to the oil and gas industry. Keystone XL pipeline, you know, an end of, of drilling efforts in all of Alaska, all put on a permanent hold. Anwar off limits again. Trump had opened that up. He disrupted uh, new exploration development auctions in the rest of the country, suspended new exploration on federal lands, and then he hurt the liquefied natural gas production in this country by lifting sanctions on, on Nord Stream 2 pipeline, et cetera, et cetera. You know, by the way, 800-plus million barrels of oil would be able to go through the Keystone XL pipeline, I'm told. I didn't know that until this week. I didn't know it was, wow, that massive. We have more energy resources than we could ever use in 100 years. And probably when we, we end up with new technologies, like, for example, extracting shale through a microwaving process where the shale is liquefied and then drawn up, et cetera. I mean, fracking is new technology and it can be done safely. We know it's done safely. All of these things, we're going to have resources probably in perpetuity until we one day find a new form of energy that is cheap and affordable and, and far less of a hassle to get a hold of. But every single problem was preventable and fixable. 
you know, I'm looking at this week, and this is where we're going to look back and realize, wow, Joe Biden screwed this up. Now, the entire time, go back to July 12th when the Putin manifesto came out, where he kind of outlined every territorial ambition that he had and what wouldn't recognize Ukraine even as a country and laid out exactly what he's going to do. And nobody in Europe and nobody in NATO and nobody in Joe's White House paid any attention to it. Then you have this long, drawn-out buildup of troops in eastern Ukraine, and, and this is all on top of a history that is full of Putin's territorial ambitions, starting with Georgia in 08, followed up by Crimea in 2014, and now it's obvious that it's not just the two independent republics that Putin recognized you know, early in the week. No, it's the entire country, because he, if you look at the map of where he bombed inside of Ukraine, it's the entire country that he's hitting. We expect that Kiev, the capital, will be taken in the next 48, 72 hours. So this war, ostensibly, in that sense, is over. Whether or not there's an insurgency that can be built that would be effective against Putin and, and Russia, I don't know. It could always hope. Uh, certainly, America supplying the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, Stinger missiles played a major role in the so in Russia losing that battle. The former Soviet Union losing in Afghanistan, and they had to run and hightail it out of there, kind of the way Joe Biden did, which is embarrassing because it didn't need to end that way. We could have done it so many other ways. But this is what you're going to remember from this week that most people won't focus on. Not only did Joe Biden, all the sanctions that he did put in place, which we went over yesterday when we covered Joe Biden's sanctions, not all of them combined are meaningless because of one reason. And that is that the one area where they really needed to hurt Vladimir Putin, they didn't touch. And that is the Biden White House acknowledging that sanctions are not designed to disrupt Russia's energy export uh, exporting. In other words, they're not going to touch the heart and soul of Putin's finances. The one sanction that would have been most effective, and that is putting a stop, a freeze on importing any oil energy from Russia altogether. Now, this goes back to my point yesterday, which is if I was president and I'm not president, I'm just a talk show host. If I was president, uh, my speech to the nation yesterday would have gone something like this. I just got off the phone with all the largest energy producers in America, and I told them as of noon today, every restriction that I have put on energy exploration and production has been lifted, and I have asked them to rapidly get up as much production as possible so we become as energy independent as quickly as possible and so we can supply the energy needs of our allies in NATO and our Western European allies. That's what I would have done. And simultaneously, I would have also designed the sanctions to absolutely disrupt Russia's energy exports because that's where he's getting all his money from. That's how he's financing this war that he's this unprovoked war that he's now declared against a sovereign country, Ukraine. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Ukraine in terms of uh, this has been a country that has been plagued with corruption for a long, long time. We know because we've got it on tape. We got Joe Biden on tape bragging. You're not getting the billion dollars. 
until you fire that prosecutor, Shokin, who's investigating my son, who has zero experience in energy, gas, oil, etc., but is making millions of dollars. Then the famous GMA interview with Hunter Biden. You have any experience in energy? No. Any experience in oil? No. Gas? No. Any experience with Ukraine? No. Why do you think they're paying you millions of dollars? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Do you think it's because maybe daddy is the vice president in charge of all policy of Ukraine? Maybe that your vice president father's the part of the reason? Probably. The real quid pro quo, in other words. But I digress. Um, so I'm looking at this and and, you know, Biden is, you know, has been so ineffective pushing Vladimir Putin. We're told to deescalate, return to diplomacy. Well, you don't ask somebody to return to diplomacy when he has a gun at your head. He was asking for him to return to diplomacy when he had already amassed all his troops and military might on the eastern border of Ukraine. Uh, He should have done it before they deployed the troops as they were deploying the troops and told and you should have said right up straight up we will defeat you financially and it will hurt you know all this rhetoric it's going to hurt and you know yesterday saying that well we never really thought that sanctions would stop vladimir from invading but we'll see what it looks like in 30 days kamala harris said sanctions would deter vladimir putin from going in so what we now have done here is these you're talking about paper tiger phony symbolism over substance sanctions that are being put on Russia because you're allowing the lifeblood of that economy. 50 percent of the Russian economy is based on energy and the White House rightly got blasted. You had the deputy national security advisor. Literally, we have the tape of it. I'll play it right now. He said the sanctions levied against Russia in response to their invading a sovereign country, Ukraine, are not designed to disrupt Russia's energy exports. Listen. To be clear, our sanctions are not designed to cause any disruption to the current flow of energy from Russia to the world. We've carved out energy payments on a time-bound basis to allow for an orderly transition of these flows away from sanctioned institutions, and we've provided other licenses to provide for an orderly wind-down of business. It negates the effectiveness of any of the other sanctions you put in place because you now are ensuring that Vladimir Putin has a free flow of money going into his coffers that will fund not only this territorial ambition, but perhaps maybe other territorial ambitions that he might have. I mean, and the fact that, you know, Germany and this is where the tape I played to Trump on Tuesday is so impactful. Because Donald Trump literally in the grill, in the face of the head of NATO, telling him how stupid they are, that the whole purpose of the NATO alliance is to protect all these countries from Russia, Germany from Russia, all these European countries from Russia, and that we're, we're, we're bearing the bulk of the cost of all this in terms of our GDP. Germany's not paying its fair share. And not only are they not paying their fair share, we're supposed to be staying aligned against Russia. And then you have countries like Germany and other countries that care more about Russian oil. They're purchasing all of this energy from Russia, ensuring that Vladimir Putin has a control over Europe and the lifeblood of their economy and B, that he's getting richer and richer and richer. And then Joe took it even a step further. 
when he artificially reduced the world supply of energy because he's beholden to these left-wing climate alarmist cultists that refused to, to allow energy independence in this country. It's insane. This is a form of insanity. Importing 232, uh, um, 232,625,000 barrels of oil from Russia in 2021. That's what Joe Biden did. He even imported a million barrels of oil from Iran in 2021. He imported 316,226,000 barrels of oil from OPEC. He's making the world rich again. And here's the the sick part of it. We have more natural resources than they do. And yet in everything that he said this week, not once would he even broach the topic. Oh, maybe we should increase energy production here. That means this, if he stays in this lane where Vladimir gets to sell his oil and make all this money and America won't outproduce Russia, there's no end in sight in terms of Putin's ability to do whatever the hell he wants and nobody's going to lift a finger to stop him is my prediction. This is a huge mistake, another preventable problem and another problem that we could solve that Joe doesn't know how to solve. These are dangerous times. Listen, we love hearing from you, our listeners, about the experience with these great companies that make the show possible. And I'm talking about Pure Talk. And Kathy from Baton Rouge, sending her love on down from Baton Rouge to us, says, quote, love Pure Talk. Monthly price is great. So is the brand new phone I got. I was able to keep my phone number. Reception is better. I love that it's owned by a veteran. Thank you for being there for me. I heard about Pure Talk on Sean Hannity's radio show. I took his, took his advice. I made the switch to Pure Talk. I save money every month and never receive any junk emails or junk texts from Pure Talk like I did for my old cell carrier. Yes, I'm happy. Look, I'm also a Pure Talk customer. Average family saving close to $1,000 a year. Same 5G network as the big companies, the big carriers. Same exact cell towers. Same number of bars on your phone. You keep your phone. You keep your phone number. And average family, again, saving close to $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword save now, and you get an additional 25% off your first three months. Pound 250, keyword save now for the exact same service, and you put all that money in your pocket from Pure Talk.